Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Scene Podcast. I'm Jeremy Safran. TGSP is the top global cannabis podcast. Everyone has questions and we'll cover the stories that matter and showcase the guests who make a difference. This week on TGSP, it's been a big year in cannabis and 2019 is looking fierce. 2018 was a banner year for the marijuana industry, and you can expect that growth to continue. Here's what to look out for as the cannabis industry barrels into 2019. First, sky-high sales. Total U.S. legal cannabis sales could top $15 billion in 2019, up from $10 billion this year. Also, expect more retail stores to open in newly legal recreational states like Massachusetts and Michigan, a big boost for U.S. cannabis companies like Curaleaf, Acreage Holdings, and MedMed. Lawmakers in Illinois, New Jersey, and New York could also legalize recreational use in 2019. Second, more big deals. In the new year, you can expect more U.S. firms joining forces with Canadian cannabis firms following the deals between Constellation Brands and Canopy Growth and Altria and Kronos. Other U.S. players looking to enter the space are consumer packaged goods, pharmaceutical and alcohol and tobacco companies. Canadian partners could include Tilray and Aurora Cannabis. And finally, CBD in the spotlight. The U.S. Farm Bill could be a game-changing moment for the CBD industry. Now, a lot happened in the past couple of years. We have many states that are ramping up rapidly, and, and that's organic growth for these companies. And then we also have a very robust M&A environment. So I'm pretty excited about 2019. We speak to Ellen Brockstein, the man behind New Cannabis Ventures. Now, Ellen has been covering the cannabis space since 2013 and is a very highly respected analyst of the industry. So what happened? What's happening and where are we at? We cover it this week on TGSP. States are legalizing left, right, and center. Canada has a robust network of producers and more companies touching different parts of the cannabis space. And then there's Europe, catching on like fire, too. We asked Alan Brockstein to talk with us about the past few years. He says it started with politics and regulations, huge influencers of the market. You know, you have to go back uh, to 2016 is, is really when the market started to become more real. And uh, it was late in the year we had a huge rally. I think the market ended up being... 90% uh, higher uh, for the full year. And what kind of halted the rally was the election of Donald Trump through some uncertainty into uh, what federal policy might be. And so we, we struggled throughout 2017 with the notion of Jeff Sessions as attorney general. But yet, because California was legalizing, there was a huge run up uh, into the end of 2017. So again, about a 90% gain. 2018 was definitely a different year. Uh, so it started off with Jeff Sessions uh, pulling the rug out from under the industry with uh, rescission of the coal memo. And people freaked out. And I'm sure you recall in April, all of a sudden the market was surprised by an alliance between Gardner and Trump that was politically forged over the approval of of DOJ, actually. Uh, so anyway, the year was exciting for so many reasons, but it was detrimental for investors. So it was exciting because, A, you, you finally got a little bit of a taste of what the future might be like for the uh, on the federal level for the U.S. cannabis industry. And it really 
caused a huge shift in the investor sentiment. So what happened over the balance of 2018 was we saw the capital markets finally open up to U.S. multi-state operators or MSOs. That was the really good news. At the same time, it was tough because there was so much supply. And then at the end of the year, when the overall market was in decline, uh, it really kind of fed on itself. So uh, that was half the story. The other half of the story was obviously up in Canada that legalized. And I'm really excited about this year because it's going to get better. They, they will finally introduce edibles and vape pens, things like that later this year. And the retail situation will clean up and they'll also uh, start to have some inventory. So th these are going to be important things up north. Now, we'll talk about Canada in a minute, but Alan says the U.S. market has a huge potential right now, and 2019 is exciting. Incredible growth, and it's baked in. I mean, obviously, something could change where the federal government's policy uh, is no longer status quo, <clears throat> but absent that, it is baked in. These companies continue to ramp up their operations. And so it takes a while from when a state goes legal to when the licenses are issued to when they become productive to when they scale up. And, you know, every state's a little bit different, but we have many states that are ramping up rapidly. And, and that's organic growth for these companies. And then we also have a very robust M&A environment. So I'm pretty excited about 2019. So what does 2019 look like? Well, in Canada, now that cannabis is legalized, of course, we talked to Ellen about these companies starting to turn their engines on, revenue, distributions, or as we said, starting to start. Ellen says there are really three buckets of companies that exist. The ball is moving in the right direction. It's starting to start. And I think what's going to be interesting this year, there's three buckets up there uh, for the Canadian companies. So the first one is selling into the medical market. And the medical market's pretty mature now. There's still a little bit of growth left. But uh, if you're not in it already, it's going to be really hard to break in. So that's the first bucket. The second bucket is the adult use or recreational market. And that's obviously just getting started. It's not a great market. It's going to get better. And then there's always that third market that people like to talk about that is starting to show some legs, and that's the global market. And really what we mean by that right now, for the most part, is exports to Germany. There, there's other things too, but so different companies participate in those markets. And uh, we have way too many companies in Canada that are licensed, or certainly way too many that are licensed and publicly traded. Many of these companies shouldn't be publicly traded, uh, in, in my view. So uh, so some of the so when you start to say what's it going to look like in 2019, it's going to look very different for different companies, and very few companies are really well positioned for uh, the adult use market at this time. As we've mentioned on TGSP before, the cannabis industry has evolved rapidly from flour and oil. A lot of companies are looking to touch the industry by picks and shovels. It's a way of investing in the industry without having to endure the risks of cannabis. That's at least what they think. And mergers and acquisitions is also a focus here. Alan says that this is opportunity, even for the institutions. And another interesting point that Alan made was his prediction for cross-border consolidation. I think one of the big takeaways, and it wasn't necessarily my original thought, but it was one I grabbed onto pretty quickly, was just how the market might change in Canada from being uh, license-focused to ancillary. And, and that has not been the case. Uh, you can count on your hands the number of ancillary companies. Uh, and then south, in, in the United States, 
again, the, the market is just way overrepresented. And I think a lot of it comes down to that there aren't a lot of large scale ancillary companies, but we're starting to see that. I think a small ancillary company isn't that exciting, but some of these bigger ones uh, can start to get institutional money. And, you know, uh, and full disclosure, Kushko Holdings, it used to be Kush Bottles is a client of New Cannabis Ventures. So I always like to make sure people know that. But uh, their stock has uh, had a great 2018. The overall market, as I measured, it was down about 55%. And, uh, there were a few stocks that were up, but uh, they... They have coverage from uh, Cowan and Company, which also covers Tilray and Canopy Growth. So they're, they're kind of on the institutional radar. And what I find interesting uh, beyond their level of revenue and growth is that they are talking about and will likely uh, make it to the NASDAQ. I think we're going to see some cross-border consolidation. Uh, this is something I've been talking about uh, with several uh, CEOs in the United States at some of these MSOs. And last year, there was a big shift. U.S. companies could finally raise capital, obviously through Canada, but they could raise capital. And that, that changed things because if you roll it back a little bit over a year ago, everybody was concerned that the, the CSE would have to do what the TSX and TSX Venture were doing, which is to not allow uh, companies with U.S. operations. But, but when it was all said and done, they worked that out. The CSE continued to list... Uh, companies that had U.S. operations. And we, we've seen even more of that. We've seen people start to exploit their CSE listing from the Canadian side going into the United States. I think it's going to flip. And the reason I say that, the companies in the United States can raise capital now. The companies in the United States have better businesses than these Canadian LPs. And there's a strategic fit. If you want to be a global company, you can't be solely operating in the United States, you have to have a license in a country that allows federal legal operations. And so because of that, that's one little piece of the M&A I expect to see. I also, you know, we've seen a few of these mergers of equals and uh, without weighing in on any of them, a lot of times these might be pretty desperate moves. The, the problem is, as I mentioned earlier, there's just too many LPs and the opportunity probably doesn't justify all these large, you know, they're not large market caps per se, but there's a lot in that 50 to 100 million range where you really wonder if these companies are going to ever grow into something. So we might see some of those mergers as well. And then in the United States, I think we'll see a lot of M&A activity. Before the market matured a little bit, we saw a lot of people trying to be day traders. Retail investors flooded in and saw some crazy profits at the beginning. Proxy says that when the New York Stock Exchange opened up to Canadian licensed producers, it really helped broaden the audience and bring new investors to the table. In 2018, the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ kind of opened up to Canadian LPs. And this really, in a weird way, helped a lot of other companies because I think it broadened the audience. And when people started to learn that there were some CSE listed companies that were operating in the United States and they, yeah, it was on the OTC, but then they looked at the volumes and a lot of times the OTC volume was, was not only big, but it could be even bigger in some names on some days in, in, on the OTC side than on the Canadian side. It's pretty interesting. So that helped bring in uh, more retail investors, but probably more importantly, more family offices and uh, kind of traditional quasi-institutional investors and traders. And I think that was a big story last year. And so when I came onto the scene in 2013, 
you know, a stock trading at a dollar was a high price. Now, some of these newer companies are coming out with $5 or $25 type of prices, you know, are in that range. Uh, and so there, it's been an incredible change. You know, another huge event in 2018 and obviously back to 2017 was this constellation and canopy. The initial investment was, was uh, just out of the blue. And it was exactly a year after constellation said it was kind of looking at the cannabis sector. And, uh, and so they just made a minority investment in canopy growth and it really set off uh, a huge wave of bullishness. And so since then, they've acquired control of canopy growth uh, uh, with an additional investment that's, you know, an unheard of sum of money for the cannabis space, four billion US. But also, there's been other players and, you know, we're seeing not only the investors change and improve, but we're also seeing the uh, strategic investors emerge. Now, you heard Alan mention international expansion. And after dozens of meetings with CEO at Lyft this past week, he really has a good point. A lot of LPs are looking to import-export into the European market, and some already do exist. Alan says that they need their own industry. But you should be watching Canadian LPs to see what their moves are in the international community. My understanding, and I'm not really on top of that market as much as I'd like to be, uh, Canada and the United States and now Mexico keep me pretty busy. But uh, the exciting part is, is that you have a federally legal medical cannabis program in a nation that's like, uh, I think, three, three times, three and a half times the size of Canada. But more importantly, besides the size of the market and Oh, and I should also say, unlike Canada, you get insurance coverage and you can buy it in a pharmacy. Uh, we could go on for a long time about some of my criticisms of the way they do things in Canada, but that is pretty cool. Yeah. So, so you have that. Great. Huge country with a great program, it seems. Uh, and then more importantly than just that, as goes Germany, will we'll probably go most or all of the EU. So you, you have just a truly uh, substantial opportunity. But the problem has been that the, you know, they need to get their own industry going. You can't set up this to always be reliant on in, on imports, and uh, and that has been politicized, and it's dragging out. It's taking forever, and so that's the disappointing part. But I think, you know, as I look around the world, uh, I'm definitely well aware that while I may not know all the details in Australia, Lesotho, Africa. Uh, all the different European countries, what's going on in Latin America. I know this is all really important uh, stuff. And these markets will take some time to develop, but uh, you should be in tune with what some of these Canadian LPs are doing in these various uh, geographies, because that's probably going to be the easiest and best way to participate in what's going on around the world. So where are we? Good news, Alan says, for the first time, a lot of these companies' market caps can finally be justified. Unfortunately, 2016 and 2017 ended with these parabolic spikes, and it made me really uh, challenged to be optimistic. Uh, not necessarily pessimistic, but you, know, you have to work out the high prices. Well, this will be the first time I can say so many of these companies have market caps that I think can be justified over time. I'm not saying that they're cheap or that Warren Buffett's going to wade in and buy them, but the ball's in their court. The fundamentals seem great and the valuations are defensible, let's say. 
exciting times ahead. And a huge thank you to Ellen Brogstein and New Cannabis Ventures for coming on the show. Check out their site for more information, and they have a really cool app I use often too. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us on TGSP this week. We hope you like the show. Don't forget to go to our website, www.thegreenscenepodcast.com, subscribe to us, and rate our podcast. We'll catch you next week.